AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey everybody, and welcome to Movie Crush Mini Crush Monday with my perfect wife, <laughs> Emily Cinnabogan. Oh, oh shucks! Technically, Emily Cinnabogan Bryant. If you really want to go down that road, yes, and it's not hyphenated for the love of God. If ladies, if you add your husband's name to your name, hyphenate it because it. I was opposed to it. It was a very 80s working woman thing, but it's much easier because people just can't understand that you just have two last names. Yeah. And, you you know, you didn't even take my last name for a long time. I didn't care. Yeah, that's why, it, you know, I added it on. I wasn't just going to replace my name. I was still the same human being. Are you? <laughs> well, I've, there, some things have eroded. <laughs> well, let's go down that road. Let's start another <laughs> podcast called... Uh, marriage <laughs> ways my husband has chipped away at my soul. <laughs> That'd be a fun one. Yeah, I think that's good. I think. Unfortunately, that would be a limited run series. <laughs> I was kind of thinking something that would continue. Oh, forever, which is ways that my wife has chipped away. At my soul. <laughs> Can we tell we're fresh off a dust up? Good stuff. Hashtag quarantine. So here is something that I thought would be fun to start off our mini crush with. Um, I've talked a little bit in the past about your previous job in Hollywood, and I thought it would be neat if people got a little rundown 
of the production side of filmmaking. Oh, sure. Uh, The office side? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, if you don't work on film sets, you might not know, but all the departments have names. There's, you know, the uh, glamour department, which is hair and makeup. I don't think they like to be called Glam Squad anymore. Glam Squad, is that out? It's out, yeah. I don't know that they ever liked it, but now, like in in current days. Oh, really? Yeah. Is Glamour bad? I guess Glamour's. I don't know that it's bad. I just don't know that it's perfect. And if you're not perfect, you're in deep doo-doo. So the Glam Squad, hair (laughs) and makeup, and then wardrobe, and then there's like the grip department, the electric department, the camera department, art department. Which is all the props and set design. And which is the coolest trainers. department. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And they also work the longest the, hours. Yeah, but it's it's cool because it's cool people. It's super cool people. And it's cool work. Camera people, uh, I mean, we love our Scotty, but... They're uptight. They're uptight. Yeah. yeah. You have to be uptight. You Seriously, you have to be uptight because... It's the most serious job. It's, I mean, yeah. Sort, I mean, a lot of the jobs are serious. Well, but camera's responsible for the... Well, and yeah. especially when there was film. Like, it if there was a piece of dust in the... You know, it's in the... Still, it's still like that. What was it called? The trap? No. No, wait, wait. There was a piece of dust in the... Check. Check. The... check. Ah! What was it? The gate. Gate, gate, gate. Check the gate. Damn. Uh, and then there's the production department. And the production department starts at the bottom with the production assistants, which is what I did for a while. That's what everybody does, usually, unless you know somebody that can get you. But you should do it, even if you know somebody that can get you a better That's job. Right. Production assistant is where you learn how to be on a film set. Yeah. You learn all the departments. But uh, production is when uh, you have your production assistants and you have your production coordinators, production managers, depending on the size of the job. There might be a UPM, a unit production manager. There are line producers. There are... That's all still kind of, yeah, production department. Producers. Yeah. There are executive producers. Yeah. So And there's also the, then the ADs. I mean, I guess that's the assistant director staff, but that's kind of production too. Well, they work hand in hand with production. Yeah. But why don't you start off and tell, I would like to hear about three jobs. I would like to hear about production coordinator, production manager, and then uh, the final job that you had, which was producer. Yeah, sure. So production coordinator, well, it was kind of like I was assistant production coordinator first. And that was kind of, you know, just kind of taking over the workflow of the production coordinator who's in charge of all of the paperwork, basically. Well, not all of the paperwork. on a commercial set, the production coordinator is in charge of all the paperwork, including all the accounting stuff in the film film office accounting. This is getting really boring because I'm kind of <laughs> I'm seeing your eyes start to glaze. No, I'll just no. stick to film sets. Well, you know, on just quickly on on TV commercials, the production coordinator will be working closely with the PAs to make sure they know what to, to be doing at all times. And they will be in charge of things like putting together the notebook for the client mm-hmm. and the, the pre-pro book uh, yeah the pre-production book and then the all the call agency. sheets which is how everyone knows when to show up sorry yeah just... and the advertising agency right um all the call sheets which is explain what a call sheet is. call sheet is a big list of names phone numbers and all the people who need to be on set that particular day and, and then yes exactly arrive. and then production is often usually the coordinator and their staff are responsible for calling all the people and letting them know it's a very um operational job right and logistics how important is the call sheet it's everything it nothing has the call sheet <laughs> you live and die by that call sheet it's yeah. everything and a new one comes out every single day and if something be, changes it often gets sure. republished this is this is the bible from like the bible of the schedule for which a production right but on film sets ad's are in charge of the call sheet 
Right. They, yeah, they will work in conjunction with production, the production office, which is where the coordinator and the assistant coordinator and production secretary, if it's a larger position, to kind of get them copied and, you know, organized. But the ADs handle that on a film set. Right. And it will have uh, the call sheet will also list the uh, weather for the shoot day. Mm-hmm. It will list the sunrise and sunset. Mm-hmm. The list, shot list. The shot list. It will list any notes if you have stunts that day or animals on set or anything unusual or different uh it will list that as well and basically anything you need to know about that job that just that day will be on the call sheet it's usually an eight and a half by 14 piece of paper on film sets because there are a lot more people it's a very detailed sometimes double-sided piece of paper that everybody's expected to have on them at all times so let me ask you this is it uh when you list the cast on the call sheet, do you just throw them on there in any order? No, of course not. So how does Principles. That work? Well, so the cast, you know, they have an order that, and, and I was part of this actually on a couple of movies. Their um, credits are negotiated by their agents. Right. So a lot of times, as we're doing the cast list, you know, I'm like, oh, that changed. Move him up. Move him down. It's very incredibly detailed, but it's always listed like the top principal on down. Extras are right. at the bottom. So the very first name on the call sheet. Yeah, would be Jennifer always... Aniston or Brad Pitt, whoever right. the very key person. Or finally, in the case of stuff you should know, I was on the call sheet first. Oh yeah. So then, and if it's two leads that are like co-anchors, then it's by alphabetical order. Right. Yeah. Or in our case, Josh probably made us take turns or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. Um. All right, so that's the call sheet, and the production coordinator works with the PAs to put that all together, but it ultimately falls on the coordinator. Well, no, the call sheet in a film is ADs. Well, right. Yeah. But I was talking about my world, which is commercials and music. Yeah, movies. exactly. And, and it, it's interesting how different it is because there's just a lot more paperwork in movies. You know, we're dealing with insurance certificates and constant inflow and outflow of equipment and right. cars and helping all the different departments kind of manage all of their paperwork and flow. And then there's like, you know. It's the nerve center. The production department is the nerve center yeah, of the job. Yeah. And it's it, operations. And it all comes back on you usually. If something is not where it should be. Oh, yeah. I was on a job once where I was the production manager and the coordinator. It was this guy I had to get in Florida. He did not call the talent. We were on a job. A PA? A PA. No, he was a coordinator. Oh, okay. He did not call the talent. He th- th- There's a long story about why that happened, but he fucked up, basically. Mm-hmm. We are in the talent is out of Tampa. We're in Orlando just shooting this one day. and But it was like a comedy of errors. Like, they, no one checked. Everyone was late and no one asked. It was just somehow like... Which is unusual. It's like, very unusual. It's a bit like the military. Yeah. very much on a tight clock. Yeah. But the producer walked in and goes, where's the talent? And I looked at him and his face went white and my oh, face shit. went white. Because honestly, that's my responsibility. Yeah. I don't think I ever worked with him again because of that. You know, like... Yeah. I. He told me, I said, did you call the talent? He said, yes. He meant the extras who one of his girlfriends was one of them. That's what he was focused on. I almost murdered him on the spot. Yeah, you said something very important there, too, which is you may not have ever worked with him again. Um, The film industry is very much a meritocracy. I mean, you can get uh, you can get jobs through friends and stuff, but. After that, you're on your own. You're And you're only as good as your last job. If yeah. you fuck up, you can do 10 great jobs yeah. in a row. If you fuck up like that on one, you're on the bench for a while. Yeah. It's a very, or like, make a, or break. If it's a tight crew that you work with a lot and you really screw up, you may not be on the bench for the next job, but they may be like, hey, listen. Yeah. Like, you will get a talking to. Yeah. Like, that shit can't happen again or we can't keep hiring you. Yeah. 
usually though from the top down i mean everyone is i mean people can try to cover for each other but yeah you don't want to be covering for people in your department all the time either but you know what's really funny is i never had any of those conversations people are nice to you and then they just don't call you again like well, that's true. film industry you don't have to have those tough conversations you know, like you can just yeah. like be like, oops, lost your number. It's interesting. I was thinking more along the lines of when I had my tight commercial crew with yes. Andrew and Andrea that I always worked with. Yeah. So if you messed if up, I obviously. Up, I would get a talking to. Yeah. But if you're new and you screw up, then it's like, no, I'm not bringing that person back. Oh, no, you're hosed. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool that it's a meritocracy. To That's some degree. I wish there was a little be. bit more kindness in, you know, like making a mistake was akin to death. And why? Well, everything's money, of course. It all comes down to money. Every day, you know, like it could have cost us. Fortunately, somehow that day ended up being okay. Mm -hmm. But an hour behind can cost tens of thousands of dollars, which is a huge piece of a budget. It is. And especially if there's anything special going on that day, if you have some special uh, car you know, yeah. that, that you only have for three hours. Yeah. Like, or that, God forbid, a talent like a big a talent. Lot of stress on a set because yeah. you are literally thinking every minute that we're not shooting something is costing us money. Yeah, uh, and the tensions run high. Yeah, days like that. Every sports figure we ever worked with, we always, we always had them for an hour, and then yeah. they were always three hours late. <laughs> you know, and like, and it doesn't matter. You're there for your day, and you stay until you're done. And you, yeah. but if you're not ready when they get there, and you don't get the shot, like the well, crew you know, is my who pays for story it. Story with Shaquille O'Neal. Remind me. I did the still photo shoot with Shaquille O'Neal one time, and the the job was he was supposed to show up at like three, and uh, to get ready to shoot sunset at like six, and he showed up at one and said. I'm here, everybody. Let's do it. Uh, I got to pick up my daughter at school at 2.30. Aw. You can't be mad at that. Well, you can't do anything. Yeah. O'Neal. Someone yeah. could get on the phone and yell at his agent, and say, but it was just like, all right, let's redo everything. Yeah. Let's hustle. Yeah. <laughs> and he was great. He was an awesome dude to work with. But they, a, a high-powered talent can throw your world upside down. Puff they, Daddy. Yeah. Remember that job? Oh, yeah. He took over. I did a film shoot for Dream, his girl band. It was a music video, and he had and a part produced, in it. Right? He, well, yeah, he or produced them. Yeah, yes, they were on his label, and he had like a part in the middle, and showed up super late. We were there all night, and he kept us. And once he got going, he, it was he ran the show. It was like a twenty-four hour day. It was brutal. I PA'd on that job because I actually did a, a run to his house. Oh, that's right. And I actually stood in Puff Daddy's. I've been in Puffy's house, well, yeah. or like whatever house he was living in at the time. Yeah, I've been in that house. house. That's where he did everything else. out of. Yeah. Uh, that had, I just remember, big art and white leather couches. Yeah, a lot of carpet. Like, That's exactly it was the 90s. Back then, puffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I don't know if he was puffy at the time. He, may have been. he was puffy. That, that's what that's what they called him. He was but P. Diddy that. at that point, but he that was what he was professionally. But that's why I call him still, in my mind, he's puffy, because that's what everyone called him that, you know, like, that I worked with him. Yeah, of course you did, obviously. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 
314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. So then you ended up eventually being a producer for largely for music videos. Largely for music videos, yeah. What does a yeah. producer do at that level? Because there are all kinds of producers. Yeah, it's interesting because it's, I mean, it's still logistics, and it kind of depends the on the director. Of that production yes. Department. So all the budget is my problem. Right. Like, and also finding things that directors insist exist that usually don't exist. But if they don't, if I can't find them, then it's my oh, fault. Boy, that was always so frustrating. Oh yeah, like it's a thing. I saw it. Once. I it's know like, uh, it's a I'm, thing. I'm really yeah, describing things, but just go get it. Or show me a picture. Like I know this is here somewhere in California, and it was right. like you know we have three days and two dollars and. And then what happens? You go on, you send like four people on a goose chase. They finally get it, and they're like, oh, we moved. Yeah, we don't want that one. Oh, my God, so many times. And, you know, music videos, unlike films, it's a really quick prep time. Music videos, it it didn't matter how much money you had. It was never enough. And I worked on music videos when they actually had decent budgets. I was doing, like, half-million-dollar music videos. And that was when, you know, the norm for, like, a big artist like Britney Spears at the time, this was the late 90s, you know, those were, like, million-plus-dollar budgets. So You were on on the the big jobs. I was on, like, the medium big jobs. So, you know, we had a decent budget, but it's still, you have, like, a three- to five-day prep day, you know, and that's when everything, or prep week, you pull everything out of your butt. And I will say... Because I went from commercials to music videos and then back to commercials. Music videos were a lot more challenging. Oh, sure. And it was funny because the music video crews never got the respect of the film crews. But I'm like, music video crews were more scrappy. They were more, you know, like, they worked longer hours. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, for whatever reason, that was kind of like tier two in the short production stuff. But I was like, I would hire a music video person any day because they are used to pulling stuff out of their asses. Yeah. So on those, yeah, budget was huge. I was so, I like, I had to be on everybody about every single number that came through because, like I said, they were constantly we were up against it because yeah. no matter how much money we had, you know, somebody needed something, and a lot of times there was a lot of extravagance too. Oh, you know, the writers of yeah, 
Yeah. I, there was one. What was that job where you just ran back and forth to the liquor store and to the restaurant? Wyclef. Wyclef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did a Wyclef job where I made a lot of runs to the store for – because, you know, he comes with his crew. With Yeah, with his uh, – usually the artists themselves are pretty cool. It's the crew that – Yeah, they're, his posse. Yeah, the posse that's kind of like – Yeah. A bit of a they band. want all the stuff. You, were, you kept getting – Yeah. It's their special day. I get it. Yeah. So I, I got a lot of peach schnapps on that job. Yeah. And, and a lot of uh, – uh, In South Central L.A., there was a soul food place that yes. kept having me go to. Back and forth. Chuck was in his car the entire job. and Tale, yeah, it's like really good career. Yeah, kind of soul food. Um, that was a cool job because, and it's so much fun being a PA sometimes because you find yourself in the middle of these situations that you don't have a lot of responsibility in that moment, so you can just sort of be there. And uh, the Wycliffe one, I was right there in the middle of of a Hollywood Athletic I'm Club. So, I'm so not cool, so I don't know what this is really called, but like the rap battles where they're <laughs> improvising raps. Yeah. I was right there in the middle of Wyclef and like his guys doing yeah. their thing. And this, this, uh, this woman came in and who was part of his group and she just like shut it down. Yeah. Just off the dome rapping. And I was that's just a, like, that's so amazing. I was right there in the middle of it. And I was just like, this is like the coolest thing I've ever gotten to witness. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really fun job. Hollywood athletic club. Yeah. Right in the middle of Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, we did a job here in Atlanta with TI where this, this was a tense day. Where oh God, that was a crazy day. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to and did, in fact, jump a car through a Mercedes, a, a Mercedes through a plate, plate glass through. window. I lost some <laughs> years off my life that day. Yeah, that was a tough one. That was on Buford Highway, Atlanta 311, which was like the there it was the Atlanta car version of what the one was in Los Angeles. And that guy came with me yeah. and basically saved my life. Yeah, the guy this from is where you LA. Get your car, like the hydraulics and like the big rims. Yeah. Like the specialty car store. Yeah. They put it through the window. And then the one someone tried to tell me it was totaled, and I was like, no, 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 you can repaint that. Those are crazy jobs because on any given day, like, we did a lot of hip-hop videos. And, yeah. And, like, someone could just say, like, I want a tiger tomorrow. Yeah, like, and it's like, <laughs> and you get him a tiger. Like, you figure it out because there's no cool. telling them no tiger. Uh, we did some uh, rock stuff. I did quite a bit of rock in L.A. That was like Crows video. Remember? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. We did a lot of those Hoobastank, like those <laughs> '90s unforgivable. It was. Uh, uh, we did an Alien Ant Farm one. That was fun. With Pat Morita of Karate. Oh Kid. yeah, I remember spent that? My, that was one. I spent my entire prep negotiating with this guy because we had to get him for this. Yeah, they did a video. Karate Kid. It was uh, like a movie homage. spoof. Yeah. yeah. So they and, had to get Pat Morita. Yeah. So. But but like as a producer, that's you know it's oh, yeah. you do what you have to do. So I end up dealing with some of the higher level like negotiations, and right. that's another thing. Producers negotiate all of the fees, talent, right? You know all of that stuff. Some of it comes set, but negotiating right. equipment deals. And I got Pat Morita's Chardonnay. You did, yes. He he, <laughs> he was, sipped Chardonnay, yeah, all day long. Uh, I also remember the one for the um, Zoolander movie. Oh my God, that was another crazy one. Who was that? Power Man 5000. Power Man 5000 with Danny Boy, yeah, who came in with his grills looking crazy. Right. That's where we shot in an abandoned tunnel. An abandoned subway tunnel. That was, uh, ended up being kind of dangerous because of the, the noxious fumes. The art department had left a generator, a gas powered generator, in the back of the subway tunnel yeah. that was sealed off. So it was basically just filling up with fumes. It was bad. So we show up. And everybody, we had to, PAs drove around getting gas masks from all over Los Angeles. We eventually got shut down by the fire department and had to move it out. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I, I have so many of these stories. They all just like. Well, and these things happen and, and a, you know, everyone's there. And like we said, time is money. And I remember Ben Stiller was there. Yeah, Ben Stiller. Yeah. Up. Little monkey boy. Yeah, he's a little. <laughs> he is a little. 
But everyone's walking into this, you know, this hall of noxious yeah. fumes with like this well, insane and set producer, and lights and the ad like you're in charge of making sure people are safe oh yeah and that there's a safe uh environment um it's a why it's a very fine line that you walk yeah i remember my pm saying you can't go in there without a gas mask i'm like we don't have them for everybody i can't be the one i can't put one on and yeah. not have them for the rest of the crew yeah. we had two pas just driving around buying gas masks from like every hardware yeah, store i, I know <laughs> And then I remember at the end, we got kicked out and the director, uh, the director's usually, I mean, it's stressful, but once they're there, they kind of get in the groove and he just, he called it in the round. He just put everybody in this like weird stuff and just shot the rest of the video. It was fine. It always ends up looking fine. Yeah. What song was that? Oh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Relax. I can never hear that song again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the other thing is you get playback and you hear those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know every single one of those songs, like all the lyrics by heart still from listening to them for three days in a row. All right. Well, that was fun. I think we should move on. Yeah. It was a nice little. Producing commercials, though, is much different. It's much more boring. You're dealing with the client a lot. And what is the, the best job in the industry? Still photo shoots. Oh, God, I know. I remember being on one. I did one. And the producer was running. I was like the coordinator. And the producer was running around like a chicken with her head cut off, so stressed out. And I was like, girl, this is nothing. Yeah, I was like, if you are stressed out, like it was a very chill. Yeah, it's like done at 2 p.m. She wanted to go shopping after. I'm like, I'm going home. This is I've never been off this early (laughs) in my life. Good stuff. Yeah. We should do more of these uh, tales from production tales with Mm -hmm. Emily. That's what we'll call this. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually 
in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. All right, so we're going to move on. Uh, I asked the Movie Crush page for Haiku Theater. Ooh, I'm, I'm fairly bad at this. Well, we'll see. I think we've done this before with you, right? Yes. Uh, this time, I, I kind of I want you to feel safe here. <laughs> it's a safe space. I want you to feel comfortable. So I asked for 80s teen movie haikus. All right. I should... so this is in your wheelhouse. It totally is. So we're going to start off with uh, Derek Speedy. Welcome to the show, Derek. I don't think I've seen you here before. Uh, I don't know that you're going to get this one, actually, because it's not the 80s. Not quite the 80s. A love letter to John Hughes. A love letter to John Hughes. Yep. You're checking his math. Starring Emma Stone. I didn't see this one. I don't think you did either. Was that Easy A? It was. Look at you. I know movies. No, I did not see it, but I you I say, remember. I know movies. I know movies. <laughs> I know movies. Um, I remember that. So that's what put her on the map. Oh, was was that yeah. her first? Uh, yeah. Big thing. And I remember the premise, but I think for however for whatever reason I did. I not didn't see know it. it was a an homage of sorts to John Hughes. I might want to see that. It's about a girl who I think lets a rumor start that she's her virginity has been taken, but it's not true. Oh, really? Am I getting this wrong? I don't know. Yeah, but that's the one that put her on the map. She called it Easy B. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, Culver Matthew, one of our oldest friends with a backwards name. Uh, here we go. Here. <laughs> Should he be Matthew Culver? Huh? Yeah, I was teasing <laughs> about that. That's funny. So, uh, Soches and Greasers. I mean. Hey, look, it's a young Tom Cruise. Stay gold, pony boy. <laughs> the Outsiders. He was kind enough to put Soches the pronunciation. Because it's spelled S-O-C-S. S-O-C-S. Yeah, socks. socks. Socks and greasers. Uh, our old friend in Japan, Zach Pointer, says this. Uh, this is not an 80s teen movie, by the way. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Parents die alley. Falling in some waste makes clown. Dark Knight save city. Dark Knight. Is that Batman? Yeah. It's an 89 Batman. I didn't see the spelling, though. All right, this isn't exactly a teen movie either, but very 80s. Madison's not a name. Is that a tale before he was big? Big? No. <laughs> <laughs> say it again. <laughs> before he, did you just say the last word that I said? <laughs> yeah, but that's also the name of the movie. I was like, before he was big. Yeah, before he was big. Okay, but he was little and big. Oh, no, he got big and big. Never mind. The no, other kid was little. Yeah, the, never mind. Before gotcha. the movie big. <laughs> Say it again. Madison's not a name. Is that a tale? This is from Paul Stevens, by the way. T-A-I-L or T-A-L-E? Uh, T-A-I-L. Good good question. Is that a tale? See, this isn't even a haiku. Fievel? <laughs> this isn't a haiku. <laughs> what was that? What was Fievel? A uh, mouse's tale? I'm going to have to put give people reminders. That uh, what a haiku, what the form is. Oh, uh, that's Splash. Madison was the mermaid. Is oh, right. Tom Hanks before he was big. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I didn't get that. 
Yeah, that's all wrong. Madison's <laughs> not a name. Six is that a tail? Six four. Six four five. Paul's just free freestyling. I think some people think haiku just means any kind. Maybe of he said tail <laughs> before he was big. Like uh, Ruby adds syllables to things. Let me see here. Oh, our old friend Vanessa Lopez, who you've met. Um, Hi, Vanessa. Find Willie's rich stuff. Ha <laughs> ha. Criminals, kids, and ice cream. We never say die. Goonies. We finally showed that to Ruby. Yes. Yeah. I talked about that with Noel. Oh, you did? It went over great. It was great. Yeah. All the stuff that should have been horrifying to her, she kind of was not horrified by. Kind of went over her head. Jurassic Park and E.T. are the next two that I'm kind of wondering about. Jurassic Park, I think, is too scary. E.T., I think. E.T., she can handle. I think she can handle E.T. It's not scary. It's just, I think she'll be sad. Oh, my God. I was hysterical. Man. I'm still, E.T. would still tear me up. Oh, really? Yeah. That surprises me. Um. I remember though I re- was reading about Goonies though, and it's so funny. Like you know, like, like what age is appropriate? Some people were like, "My fourteen-year-old can't see that," and I was like, "Oh, come on! Yeah. Like you can't get the puritanical web." Well, plus uh, that means your fourteen-year-old is weird. Yeah. And well, no, it means your, their parents yeah. are weird. <laughs> well, and making their child weird. Yes, yeah, exactly. All right, let me see here. Uh, okay, here's a good one. This is from Tab Allen. Welcome, Tab. Tab, that's a cool name. It's the Frog Brothers. Whoa, that's a bloody bathtub. Here, Nanook, good boy. I don't think I saw this, but I know I this. You have Frog Brothers should give it away. It is, but I can't place it. And Nanook obviously was a dog. Well, let, let me tell you this: the frogs were the Corys. Frog Brothers. Oh, was it um um Lost Boys? Yes. Ah. I watched that semi recently. Right, this is great. Our old friend Minal Data says, "Sinister croquet." Ah, uh, I, I know. Fights over red hair scrunchies. <laughs> lick it up, baby. <laughs> Heather's. <laughs> lick it up. That's one of your faves. What's your damage? I knew you'd get that. Can anyone tell me why I smoke these things? Because <laughs> you're an, an idiot. idiot. That's why. Oh yeah. Um, let me see. We'll go with uh, our old friend. Melinda Bacaleo. New kid gets beat up. Wax on, wax off, paint the fence. Ah. The crane for the win. Karate kid. It could have also been Lucas. That was that's what was my initial thought. Speaking of Corey. New kid gets beat up. Yeah. Yeah, but then the wax on. Wait, he wasn't new though. Yeah, karate kid. Boy, Lucas was a great little movie. It was such a sweet movie. Sweet Corey, a young, uh, a Corey Haynes, young, yeah, Carl Young Sheen, Winona, uh, Carrie Green, Carrie Green from the Goonies, um, Courtney Thorne Smith was oh, the girlfriend. Did. Yeah, mm. this juice is delicious. Thank you. You're welcome. My morning juice. What's in this? Um, carrot, celery, apple, and a lot of ginger. A lot of ginger. Yeah, and sometimes cucumber, but we didn't have it. And greens if I have them, but I didn't have it. But you're gonna get this one too. This is from our old pal Ian Braithwaite. Great name. Ski to get the girl. Stop motion hamburger meat. Where's my two dollars? <laughs> Better off dead. I was funny. I was thinking ski to get the girl. I want my two dollars. Mm. Something down here is kicking my allergies up. It did that last time, too. That's very interesting for the show, though. My allergies? Well, I wanted to let you know I'm starting to sniffle. <laughs> uh, all right. Here's a good one from Sean McFarland. It was a flare gun. Could you describe the ruckus? Hey, smoke up, Johnny. 
Oh, come on. No? Animal House? No. Breakfast Club. Remember Anthony Michael Hall had a gun in his locker? It was a flare gun. And then... Oh! Uh, I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Yeah, okay. And then that was... Johnny got a... He got cigarettes for Christmas from his dad. Oh, that was, yeah. For Christmas, a carton of cigarettes. That was good. Good, good stumper. By heart. You know, that's my least fave of like the. I know, which is four or five. Interesting. Yeah. Because, well, I had a little romance at the end, but uh, you you were much more the some kind of wonderful. Some kind of wonderful all day long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I liked Breakfast Club. I've seen it a million times, but. Pretty in Pink is probably third on that list for you, right? It goes some kind of wonderful than 16 candles. No, I'd say pretty in pink before 16 candles. Oh, really? That's yeah. third. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Even though that uh, the crushiest of all crushes in 80s teen movies. Jake. 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 <laughs> Jake. Uh, let me see here. I don't know if you know that movie. Um, Gleaming the Cube. I'm going to read that just for fun. <laughs> I would have not gotten that one. Eddie Frangadakis, our old friend. His brother is dead. Christian Slater grinding rails. Is that Tony Hawk? <laughs> <laughs> Christian fun. Slater. What happened to that guy? Oh, he was a Mr. Robot. Uh, Terms of Endearment. Definitely not a teen movie. Uh, let me see here. Let's do a couple more. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is from Michael Anton Hawanski. Welcome to the show, Michael. Bring watermelon, <laughs> train on log over water, finish with a lift. Dirty dancing. <laughs> Had good. me a I carried a watermelon. That's so good. And we just crushed out all over again on Jennifer Gray. On uh, uh, Red Oaks. So I'm sure you've already talked about that, right? I've talked too much about Red Oaks. Such comfort food. Turned a lot of people onto it. Yeah. A lot of people have been watching it and said... Yeah, the same thing. It's it's been it was exactly what we needed, and I wish there were three more seasons because I didn't stop needing it when it, when we finished watching it. Let's do another Goonies one just for fun. This is uh, from our old pal Rick Demaderos. Down here, it's our time. <laughs> our time down here. Beware one-eyed Willie's traps; they never say die. There's a bunch of Goonies one. Here's yeah. another one. There's two more. I'm gonna read all these. Derek Speedy. Practice piano, or you might lose ground in your quest to keep your home. Nice. And then, oh, Derek did a bunch of Goonies ones. <laughs> he did another one. Find a treasure map. Let's do the truffle shuffle. Because <laughs> love, loves chunk. <laughs> so sweet. I love you. So, so sweet. That was so sweet. We still got to watch our, uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching, the Josh Gad's reunited apartment oh, yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. I watched Ghostbusters and I watched uh Splash. I watched Back to the Future and I kind of scrubbed through Goonies. He wasn't allowed to watch that without me. Allowed to watch that without. So we're gonna we're gonna do that. Alright, we're gonna finish up here with uh actually I need to find this. This is on the movie crushers page. I stole this. I'm borrowing this from uh Nathan Van Ziel. That's a good name Nathan. So, uh, Nathan, ooh, he's labeled as a conversation starter with a little hot cup Ooh. Uh, Nathan said this. Is there a movie that you think, it's a very simple question, is universally loved? That's tough. Universally? E.T. Certainly. Who hates E.T.? You're dead inside. Yeah, I, I think that's probably on there. Uh, Dave Knapp says Forrest Gump. 
a lot of people hate Forrest Gump. And Amy Crouch said, nope, my husband hates that. Yeah, a lot of people hate it. Like, you've got to get, you know, around your head around Tom Hanks doing the thing that no one's allowed to do anymore. It doesn't make well. Uh, Jesse Cole says this. I think The Princess Bride comes pretty close. Oh, yeah. Got a lot of uplikes for that that. one. Uh, Amy Crouch, whose husband hates Forrest Gump, says, pretty sure there's no absolutely universally loved movie. There's always someone who doesn't like it. I think what she meant is there's always some asshole. Yes, of course, there's always some asshole. And they're all on the Internet. Easy to find. Uh, Clive Lawrence is a good point. He said, some come close. Shawshank, for example. Don't know a lot of people who did not like Shawshank. Oh, it's so good. And Shawshank has enough grit that so it's not fluff, you know, like, although I, I would hardly call E.T. fluffy. It had some grit, too. But, yeah, like, it's a serious enough movie with a very lovable mm-hmm. ending. Agreed. Uh, Yvonne Baudet, one of our old friends, is Back to the Future. That's, I don't know a lot of people who did oh, not like Oh, it's so that fun. Movie. It's such a fun movie. I bet Ruby, is she? Oh, she be, did totally I think Back she would think it was really fun. Just, just on the cusp. Yeah, we're, we're right there. Oh, yeah, in the next couple of years, we could revisit all the movies. Oh, and we uh, we finally watched Paddington, everyone, after Noel's recommendation. Oh, it was very sweet. And we're going to watch the sequel on our next movie night. It was a very, very yeah. and uh, fun, just well-made movie. Thoroughly enjoyed. Honestly, though, she loves television so much, she'll pretty much watch anything. That's true. Yeah. I mean, she's watched. She was watching that horror movie that I did. I know. Like Dan Bush's movie. And she just kept saying, tell me when I need to turn my head. <laughs> and now she, when she sees me watching a movie, she says, is it scary? I want to watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's not afraid. Uh, Jennifer Mudge, one of our old friends, The Mudge, says, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone not liking uh, Ghostbusters or League of Their Own. Uh, and if that person is out there, they would be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Your opinion is wrong. Yeah. How do you not like a League of Their Own? Yeah, it's so, so great. Wonderful movie. I hear dogs. Yeah, somebody. Outside. Oh my god! <laughs> Every time it's I know the they're like they're not here, but they're in the house. I oh, have to go find them. So annoying. Uh, Barbara Wise says, "I think Rush Hour was a Universal Buddy movie. I never saw that, so I don't know." Did I see Rush Hour? I don't know. Of course not. I don't think so. No, is that Eddie Murphy? No, it's, uh, it was Jackie Chan and uh, Mel Gibson. And. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, that seemed that no, no, I wasn't just <laughs> in my mind. That's what I pictured on the uh, uh, Erica Renee Bosart says the notebook, uh, and then hey, the party pooper turns out to be Amy Crouch. <laughs> she says, Ew, no, <laughs> love the notebook, I love the no notebook. shame. Uh, Don Lozano, uh, one of our oldest of friends, says, ET, of course. Uh, Emily Simon says, Jaws, hey, you know what I say. Yes. I still haven't seen it all. It's just... <laughs> I mean, I've seen enough parts of it that I feel like I've seen the whole thing like seven times. But it's about the journey and the adventure and the story. All. It... Are you mansplaining Jaws to me? No, I'm, I'm <clears throat> just, I just, I wonder how we work sometimes. <laughs> uh, Matthew Vetrini says Groundhog Day. I didn't love Groundhog Day. Really? Yeah. Well, Cameron Matthews says, my wife hates it. I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it. Like, I saw it once. I was like, all right, I get it. Same thing every day. Yeah, boom. <laughs> Good premise. Uh, cool idea. A couple of more votes for The Princess Bride, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Samuel Betts says, dances with wolves. I don't think that's universal. <sighs> Kill me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think the big deal was that everyone saw it. Was it Kevin Costner or Mel Gibson? It was. <laughs> <laughs> It was Mel Costner. Yeah, we saw his ass. I think that was the big uh, 
Did we? I think I think there was butt. Yeah, which you know. We got a, a bunch of Jaws in here. Skip dances Jaws as well, and a bunch of votes for Wizard of Oz. David Mills and some other people. Um, Princess Bride. Jay Rude says Princess Bride again. So I think those are on the list, don't you think? Yeah, Wizard of Oz. I could see not aging super well. Okay. Um. I haven't seen it in about 20 years, though. I guess we'll be watching it soon. All sound right. of Music. Here's Who could hate the Sound of Music? Jesse Gingris, Gingris says, I hate Wizard of Oz. Oh, there you go. Uh, sound of Music. Yes. Great. It's just, it's delightful. Yeah. If you if you go back in the... All set in World bit. War II. Like, you know. Yeah, it's got got meat. Nazis. Yeah. It's got Julie Andrews. And it's got Switzerland. It's got great. It's got Christopher Plummer. What's not to Plummer. like? Handsome Christopher Yeah. Plummer. He's still handsome. He is very handsome, actually. Uh, Jennifer Sawyer says Terminator 2. What was the Christopher Plummer movie where he plays the... Uh, oh, the one with the Ewing McGregor. McGregor uh, beginners? Yeah. Oh, that was so good. I'd love to see that again. I haven't seen that in a while. Oh, that was so good. So wonderful. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up on this one. I'm trying to see... Oh, here we go. Stephanie Holmes Mill says uh, Roman Holiday, Parasite... Jojo Rabbit, Braveheart, Titanic, and the end all be all Empire Strikes Back. Boy, she spanned some genres, like some uh, sure. decades and genres. I think Parasite, most people love that, but there are a lot of people that were like, well, foreign film for best picture. What are you talking oh, about? God. Can those people fall off the fate, fall off with Florida? Sorry, Florida. Fall off the flat earth, yeah. the edge of the flat earth. Yeah. Uh, Braveheart, you know, I didn't really love Blave, uh, Braveheart, actually. Kill me. Love Titanic. Was Braveheart Mel Gibson? It was. Okay. Woo. Finally, we have to give him his due. After all, <laughs> he's such a great person. Yeah, he's a really he's a really delightful human being. He adds a lot. Uh, our new friend Tab Allen says into the Spider Verse. That's pretty great. Loved. Yeah. I don't know a lot of people that are like, nah, didn't yeah, like it. It was great because you wouldn't go see it if it wasn't like you wouldn't just take a chance at Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, you're probably in the wheelhouse of that yeah. movie. Uh, let me see. Our old friend Zach Pointer says Princess Bride or Totoro. That's the one that we need to see with uh, Ruby. It's the uh, Japanese animation film that's sort of legendary and supposedly just like one of the best things ever made. I've never heard of this. Totoro. Okay. That's that's on the list, too. I think Paddington 2 and Totoro. Great. Uh, Sophie Von Bergen says The Incredibles. Oh, we love The Incredibles. And most two. of those Disney animated films. Are, they're, yeah. You know, they're kind of Except for the ones that are sad and... Well, depressing. Sad at some point. Yeah. The Incredibles didn't get terribly sad. Robert Eldridge uh, says Big. I love Big. Big is great. You'd be hard-pressed to find someone who's like, nah. Yeah. I bet, of course, someone is nah. But yes, uh, universally, I'm going to give the 5% of the naysayers. They just don't even count. Yeah. Joe Foster says Big as well. Uh, although, and this is a good point today, uh, on a comment, Canem uh, Truax says, Big's romance is super disturbing and problematic now. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> you got to kind of check your brain at the door at that movie because it's a woman having an affair with a young boy. She doesn't know he's a young boy. It's, I know, but come on, people. I know. It's through today's lens. There's a lot of things that are, we don't want to go down that road. You want to talk about cancel culture? Uh, yeah, I'd really <laughs> love to. That's one of my favorite topics. All right. I Nuance should, is dead. I think we should wrap up with our final comment. Nuance is dead. <laughs> uh, thanks for being on. 
Yeah, this is fun. I think this repaired our marriage for the morning. At Thank least. goodness for our whole household because our animals care deeply. Yeah, I have a feeling we're going to open that door and there will be. All right, let's play, place a wager and say who's outside the door. One dog and two cats. Which dog? Charlie, because the scraping. All right, let me look. The, what's everybody. the reveal? We're going to see. Hold on. Should I take a picture? No, that's all right. I'll just. Charlie and one cat. Oh, the, the black and white one? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Luna. And there's Charlie. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, I think we'll be back in with Noel next week. And uh, Annie's going to come in for some mini crushes soon. So you have that to look forward to. And uh, thanks for listening. Say goodbye. Bye. Thanks for having me. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. So should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.